Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to Hollywood and Levine. I am Ken Levine, your podcast host, and I've got a couple of my full-length plays that are opening next month. First of all, for you folks in Chicago, plug, plug, plug here, uh, at the Elmhurst Theater in lovely Elmhurst, Illinois, lovely community to raise your children, uh, on May 5th, my brand new play, Love and Tear Gas, will premiere, and it will play for a few weeks, and then the following week, on May 11th, in Inglewood, New Jersey, which is just past the George Washington Bridge, so it's off-Broadway, the Black Box Theater will present the world premiere of Guilty Pleasures, which is my uh, sex romp set on a cruise ship. And I have been on a couple of cruise ships, and I thought, well, you know, my first cruising adventure is certainly worth an episode. (laughs) My family and I decided, this was 2002, we decided, well, we've never been on a cruise. I have no idea whether we're going to like one or not. So why don't we go on a four-day cruise? And out of Los Angeles, Carnival Cruises, you've heard of Carnival. Well, they offer a four-day cruise down to Ensenada, Mexico, with a stop in Catalina. We figure, okay, you know, four days, we'd kind of get a sense of it and see whether or not it's something we want to do. Well, (laughs) we learned a big lesson. And the big lesson is, if you're going to take a cruise, go on one of the really nice, even though they're expensive, cruise lines. Because if you go on a cruise like Carnival, it is a floating trailer park that you are trapped on for four days. So I thought I would uh, relive for you our experience on the Carnival cruise, which you get out of San Pedro, it's harbor in L.A., and this was the MS Ecstasy. My daughter, who was a teenager at the time, thought it was very hysterical that we were on ecstasy for four days. (laughs) Okay, she became a comedy writer. Uh, Well, you had 2,600 passengers on this ship. That's an insane number. If you go on most cruise ships that are the exact same size you'll get maybe a 1,000 passengers. This had 2,600 Jerry Springer guests, and they were all complete with T-shirts, black socks, nose rings, wheelchairs, strollers, plaid shorts, uh, carrying their knitting, their disposable cameras, uh, disposable diapers. A few even had babies on board. And first thing is you wait in line To get anywhere, just to get on the ship, it took about an hour. I mean, at least at Disneyland, you stand in line for an hour and you get on the Indiana Jones ride, and here you get to the soft-serve frozen yogurt machine. 
Now, we went to our cabin, which was very small, but we at least had a window. Now, I've never seen this on any other cruise ship, but most of the cabins did not. Most of the cabins were interior. Now, they tried to fool you by having curtains, (laughs) at least, on one of the walls, but you close the cabin door and it is pitch black. These were tiny little closets, and some of the rooms had bunk beds, four or five people living in a closet. (laughs) And considering how much these people ate, I fully expected that there was at least four cabins where the guests became so wedged in that you needed the jaws of life to free them. Okay, one question I overheard one of the guests say was, why do they put those little pats of butter on my pillow every night? (laughs) Each cabin had a ship's steward, and we never saw ours. He would just come around once a night and fold towels in the shape of elephants. And I guess he wasn't happy with his tip because one of the nights it was shaped like a giant penis. Either that or he too was a very funny guy. Um, We toured the vessel the first day. There is a large dining room that my son recognized as the mess hall from his dorm. That was the Panorama Bistro. They all had great names. Then there was the Metro Bar, where from the minute they arrived to the minute they left four days later, there was about 20 people at that bar. They never left their seats 24-7. There was a casino called the Crystal Palace, and uh, they offered nickel slots and blackjack, adding to the feeling that we're being held prisoner at Harris Tahoe. And then there was the Lido deck with the pool area. I don't know why every cruise line seems to have a Lido deck. Well, the pool was about the size of a small bowl of onion soup. That's it. And there was a water slide. Now, a water slide into a four-foot bowl, to me, that's not a good idea. Kathy Lee Gifford was the spokesperson at the time for Carnival Cruises. I bet she would not let her son, Cody, go on that water slide. However, you never heard kids screaming because there was calypso music that was being played at a deafening level all day long. Okay, there were upper decks that were supposedly quiet, but there was no shade and there were no bars. As a result of the fact that there were no bars, there were no people there. There was a gym and a spa that was on the top level. I will tell you a story about the gym here in a couple of minutes. There was the showroom called the Blue Sapphire Lounge. And then you had the two main dining rooms. They were called Windsong, which I assumed was named after that cheap perfume, and Windstar. And the decor of the entire ship was splashes of bright, 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 busy colors. It was like living in Jimi Hendrix's head. 
And so just walking around the ship with all its faux glitz and neon and all of this color, it's like the boat didn't have to rock that much for you to get incredibly seasick just looking at all of these colors swishing by. (laughs) We hadn't even left yet. Okay, we all assembled for the big safety drill. You have to do a safety drill on every cruise before you can start out. We had to show up wearing our life jackets. So thrilled was I that my daughter was wearing one that said, Miss Ecstasy 69. That happened to be her room number. I I just imagined the lines for the, the lifeboats if, God forbid, something happened. So for the dining room, they screwed up and they assigned us to two different tables. And I brought it to the maitre d's attention and he promptly sat us at a table right next to the kitchen. You just get whiplash with the revolving doors. And the food itself was basically first-class airline cuisine. Fancy titles, small portions served in mass quantities. I think the sous chef was hired away from Attica. Now, we checked out the entertainment at the Blue Sapphire Lounge, and out came the cruise director, Simon. Okay, are you familiar with the Little Rascals? If so, picture a skinny, hyper British alfalfa who thinks that he was Jerry Lewis circa 1952. You know, he's kind of that semi-challenged cousin that every family has. Mm Mm-hmm don't like to talk about. Well, we got a preview of the fabulous entertainment to follow in the weeks ahead. Excuse me, in the nights ahead. It just seemed like weeks. The Ecstasy Orchestra, which was four guys. The Ecstasy Dancers, who were busy handing out the bingo cards. There was a man-woman singing duo that serenaded us with the carnival theme. And finally... There was a schleppy comedian. (laughs) This is a true story. He opened his act with this. My girlfriend is half Jewish, half Native American. Her name is Bargain Hunter. (laughs) Wow. The rest of the material, by the way, was not as good. Where's Buddy Greco when you need him? Next, we checked out the celebrated Midnight Buffet. Oh, my God. Here, here. I mean, literally midnight, we had had dinner, and these people are powering down pork ribs, beans drenched in barbecue sauce. I mean, you see them with, like, it's like piles and piles of food that they're going to eat at midnight. So next morning we arrived at Catalina. I pulled back the curtains to a glorious view of the island. And I said to my wife, hey, there's Catalina. She needs a stronger eyeglass prescription because she looked out the window and went, where? Where? So we had breakfast at the Windstar. And again, people just piles of food. Okay. Uh, Then... We had to wait an hour to get a shuttle boat to Catalina. Everyone is standing down the hallway. I mean, literally, there's like 400 people in front of you. You get these shuttle boats that take, you know, 25. Uh, 
Anyway, I did have a nice time in Catalina retracing Natalie Wood's last day. If you know anything about me, you know about my fixation with Natalie Wood. So I had to go to Catalina. I, I could not miss that, you know, even though I missed a, an afternoon at the, the Lido deck. So we got back on board in time for a refreshing jacuzzi. <laughs> okay, this is a true story. So the day before, when I was checking out the ship, I checked out the gym facilities. I noticed in the men's locker room that they had a steam and a sauna, and in a little room, a jacuzzi. So after working out and taking a schwitz, I went to the men's jacuzzi, only wearing a towel. I dropped the towel and I casually stepped into the jacuzzi, only to realize that there was this huge floor-to-ceiling window and I had just taken off all my clothes for the yoga class. I'm not making this up. Now, some women entered from the ladies' side. Apparently, this was a co-ed jacuzzi. And so I'm sitting there naked in this jacuzzi with four or five women, and my towel was across the room. Needless to say, I know how to make an exit. The dinner that night was formal, and my friend Mark Sadaka had a great line. He said, formal on one of these cruises meant long pants, and he's right. On the other hand, there were some people dressed as if it were their prom. They spent all day at the hairdressers for a carnival dinner. My son, meanwhile, was the best dressed in our family. He had a dark sports coat, nice tie, khaki pants, and sandals. We were told there were 920 crew members from 47 different countries. How many of them were terrorists? How many of them were in ISIS? That I don't know. They had an Austin Powers dance class, and I wanted to go check that out, but there was too big a line. And then, of course, after the formal dinner, there's the gala midnight buffet held in the Windsong and Windstar pens, and our maitre d' told everybody, make sure you bring cameras. This is something you are going to want to remember for the rest of your lives. You look at this buffet. It's a few salads, sliced cheese, cold cuts, turkey a la king, rice, beef in some kind of sauce, fruit salad. Uh, yeah, you're going to want to cherish. You're going to want to frame those pictures. It was a dessert table with a guy cutting the cakes, and if you asked for a second slice, he glared at you. Meanwhile, our maitre d' is certainly worth mentioning. He's kind of Tim Curry in an ill-fitting tux, and he would get on the PA system and say, Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the spectacular Windstar Dining Room. I am Ohan Yokis, your maitre d'. I hope you are enjoying yourselves. And every night the waiters would either sing or dance. Each table 
was assigned a waiter and an assistant waiter. And on this night, they did a conga line. Okay, now, I cop to being a complete shit because when they pass by and and I caught our assistant waiter's attention, I held up my glass and asked for more iced tea. Now, the next morning, we awoke and we were in Mexico. And according to the Daily Newsletter, the Carnival Capers, I hear they're looking for a political editor, no shuttle boats were necessary. We were docked. But we did have to take a shuttle bus uh, into town at $6 per person, which I think is 432,784 pesos. Personally, I had no desire to go to Ensenada. I had seen traffic. I had seen touch of evil. But my son wanted to buy me a beer. Okay, you can purchase beer and liquor when you're 18. I think my son was 16, but I don't know. It's probably close enough. Anyway, so that was good enough uh, to get me off the boat. You know, I have a, a beer with my son. So the minute we hit the dock, there was a guy with a full portable bar, okay? We had to walk through a shopping plaza. And finally, after our shuttle ride, we arrived in town where uh, we had a couple of dos eques at Husong's, which is like cheers except everybody wants your money. And then we wandered through the town. We were, you know, stopped like at least five times asking if we wanted to see peep shows. I'm I'm going like, what, no cockfights? What? Anyway, uh, I knew that the ship was safe because they paid a guy $5 to watch it. And uh, the one thing you notice about the shops in Ensenada, every other one is a pharmacy. And every pharmacy has a huge sign, Viagra, $5. Next one, Viagra, $2. The next one, Viagra, 50 cents. You could stock up on Viagra. And actually, you know, you could get a lot of prescription drugs that you couldn't get in the U.S. Of course, you weren't supposed to buy them and all, but still, you could get them. Went back to the room, and I watched uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch in Spanish, which, oddly enough, it was much funnier that way. I should have gotten a massage. An ad in the Carnival Capers proclaimed, Viva la Mexico! We've gone crazy! in all caps, in the spa today. 10% off all spa treatments. They weren't kidding. 10% off. There was a kitchen tour. We missed that. I'm assuming it's like this is where we microwave 10,000 meals a day. We spent some time on the old Lido deck at the crockpot known affectionately as the pool. And... uh, (laughs) (laughs) they made an ice sculpture, okay? I didn't go over to see it because there were too many people, but I did notice kids running up to the stage to save the discarded pieces of ice. Yes, those will make lovely souvenirs. I had to get down to the Windstar pen so I couldn't stick around for the hairiest man competition, I'll just leave that joke alone. 
entertainment that night, after a rousing game of bingo, consisted of a Vegas-type review. Now, a big dance number celebrated beating the Japanese in World War II. And I have to say the 50 or 60 Japanese tourists uh, didn't quite find it as stirring as the rest of the guests. And again, I should point out, I'm not making any of this up. This is all true. Then finally, some real entertainment. A comic named Jerome, who was actually very funny, and he had an R-rated show later that night that I caught uh, after passing on the Mexican food midnight buffet. God, Mexican food at midnight, Jesus. Uh, Anyway, he was even funnier there. The third day was traveling from Mexico, a sea day, as they like to say. I opted for a real massage instead of the $1 massage chairs adjacent to the casino. And it got a little turbulent, I have to say. A happy ending to that massage was not throwing up. Now, among the questions that uh, were asked various crew members on the Carnival Cruise, I kept a record. One said, does the ship generate its own electricity? No, idiot. They roll out a large extension cord. And then at the photography booth, because they would come around and take your picture, and, of course, you could then go and buy it later. And there was a giant hallway with all of the photos posted. And then one of the guests said, uh, well, how will I know which one of these photographs is mine? (laughs) Okay. Oh, man. One guy asked, what do they do with the ice sculptures once it's melted? And then my personal favorite, what religion are those people who wear patches behind their ears? Okay, one of the features they did uh, for entertainment was staging a game show. And this was hosted by social director Simon. Hello, ladies and germs. And they played a version of the newlywed game that was actually quite amusing. Now, among the questions and answers, where's the strangest place you and your husband have made love? And the answer was the kid's bed. (laughs) Another said, Uh, The question was, if a parrot was in your room every night, what sound would he hear enough to be able to repeat it? Couple number two, he said, shut up. She said, are we done yet? Okay, I found that amusing. Another said, describe your wife's naked butt when she bends over. And one husband said, McDonald's golden arches. Well, now it was time to get off the ship. First of all, you have to have all of your luggage in the hallway at midnight, which is standard for for cruise lines. We all were woken at 6.30 to begin immigration based on colored tags, the colored tags of our luggage. And everyone had to clear customs before we could disembark. Out of 2,600 people, I was amazed that only 300 were still clueless as to what to do by 9 a.m. Well, we were then asked to leave, depending upon our colored tags, but they had no way of checking. 
So we just went with one of the first groups, got right off, claimed our bags in two seconds, and left. So all in all, it was very fun to get away. It was an interesting change of pace. I now know where Natalie Wood had her last meal. Weather was great. Uh, We learned a lot about Bulgaria and the Czech Republic. We laughed a bunch. I won 10 bucks last night in blackjack. Uh, We saw firsthand why wrestling gets ratings while PBS does not. Watched fat guys do the Macarena. And best of all, we didn't have to fly anywhere after the cruise, so I missed that line. And that was our carnival cruise. So again, if that whets your appetite towards cruising and you're in the New York area starting on May 11th for a month, Black Box Theater in Inglewood, New Jersey, will show uh, Guilty Pleasures, which is my screwball comedy set on a cruise ship. Uh, Since I wrote that, I've been on a couple of cruises. um, I've been able to write them off. And again, uh, if you're going to be in Chicago the week before, starting in May 5th, Love and Tear Gas at the Elmhurst Theater in Elmhurst, Illinois. And that will do it for this edition of Hollywood and Levine. Our thanks, as always, to Adam and Susie Meister-Butler and to Howard Hoffman, John Wolfert, Bruce and Jason Miller. If you would like to get in touch with me, hollywoodlevine at outlook.com is my email address. That, again, is hollywoodlevine at outlook.com. And I am on Instagram, Hollywood and Levine, where you can check out some of my cartoons. Great interview coming next week. Hope to see you back then. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Hollywood and Levine.